Junkie Live Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco, and this is where you can laugh, cry, learn, and grow from some of the icky, lousy, chunky life choices we've made. And we all make them. Every single last one of us people. All of us. All over all the us. world. All of us make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Thank you. And <laughs> now we have something like last week when we are talking about Big Bird. <laughs> this is the rock are version of, of everyone making mis- mistakes. <laughs> everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Oh, yeah, my that's Santa. it. That's it. Everyone does. Everyone does. So there's no point in being um, weird about it. Yeah, right? A lot of people get weird about it. A lot it. of people get weird about it. You know? And they feel like they fucked up. Yeah. And what well, happens well. after that? Then they drink too much or <laughs> shit like that because, oh, I fucked up. I uh, fucked up. So this is it. I'll, it's over. I so guess I won't I give up. Well, I might as well just fuck everything up. Yeah, which is so, just a terrible, that's just a bad it's life terrible. choice, right? Well, everybody expects me to fuck up anyway. Well, then I guess the whole world would be fucked up because that's the truth then, right? Right. Yeah. Mm. Damn. How Damn. You, how you doing, Jamie Black? I'm okay. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know. I feel good. That's good. Can you how about be, you? I'm what? feeling good. Good. Yeah. Okay. I like to hear that. You know, I can't complain. I went to... uh. I just had a little break for a little bit, some of love, so that was good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, got to spend a little time with him, which was nice and needed. Some he's of love. He's out of state. Happened so fast. That's some not really. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it was some of love. I met a, a girl. girl. Oh. Crazy for me. Met a boy. Cute as can be. Summer days. days. Oh, no, that's right. Drip. Summer days. Drifting, drifting away. away. Oh, oh, I oh, summer night. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did you get very far? Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, like does he have a car? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 there we were missing. Our- <laughs> I love. You know I'm what's so you. funny is I kind of don't like Greece anymore. I will tell you why. Why? I was in it for like eight months. <laughs> and after a while, it just became, I heard it too much. You know when you hear it? But I still love it. No. It was such a fun show to be a part of. No. And I think like I got in it accidentally. Like I, I originally auditioned for it. Mm-hmm. I had gotten called back for uh, Frenchie. Okay. And I didn't get the role. And I'm glad I, I didn't more get the role. Rizzo. Because I, right, I, I am. But, you know, at that time, I don't know, I was just kind of, I didn't You're give it my You're definitely not a Sandra D. No, I'm like either a Marty or a Rizzo. You're a Rizzo. I am a Rizzo. But, yeah. like, um, but physically, I did not look like Rizzo. I don't look Rizzo. You know what I mean? I mean, I could be wigged mm-hmm. and stuff, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but. I was thinking more of your personality. You're more of a Oh, yeah. But, like, I ended up, my, my good friend Renee got the role of Patty Simcox. And nice. she is totally P. 
Patty's Dim Cocks. You know, I'm like, I knew at the callback audition that girl was going to get it. I'm like, oh my God, she's Patty. And the girl that ended up getting Frenchie was perfect for Frenchie. Now, I ended up not getting cast in the show at all. Mm, okay. Because they only had a small cast. You know, they had the leads and then they had the people who were on the ensemble, but the ensemble was understudying the leads. Okay. So they had all other right. people. And it was like for a professional theater that I had not worked in. But I was rooming with my friend. Uh, we, we were roommates. And she was the dance captain. Okay. So the girl who was in the chorus, one of the girls in the chorus, who was also understudying Jan, kept fucking up and kept calling in out of the show. So they had to keep, like, re-designing oh. dances because she would, like, not show up. Um. So um, the director of the show was like, well, we need to find somebody to replace this chorus girl. And we need to find somebody who can learn all these dances quickly. And my roommate, Renee, was like, my roommate Angela could do it. And they're like, oh, Angela DeMarco, like, the girl who auditioned? Yeah, get her in here. And I went in and I learned the chorus part mm-hmm. in, like, four hours. Renee worked on it with me, and for four hours we worked on it, and then literally I went in that Saturday. Like, I went on a Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. got, like, you know, measured, like, all this stuff, went in on a Saturday night, Mm -hmm. and that was only supposed to be one thing. They ended up firing the chorus girl, putting me in. They asked me that night, can you be understudy Jan, the role of Jan? I'm like, sure. So I ended up learning that role. The girl who played Jan ended up getting nodules on her vocal cords. And so uh, I ended up playing Jan half the time. Like, so wow. she did half the shows a week, and then I did half the shows a week. Yeah. And then uh, one time, um, the woman who played <laughs> Mrs. Lynch, was that her name? Mrs. Lynch. The the principal? Oh, um, I can't remember what her last name is, but I know who you're talking about. I think about. it's Mrs. Lynch. She threw out her back. Oh, and I had to learn her role in an hour. And it was just funny because having not been cast, and I remember going to a party, and the director was there, and she's, like, introducing me to someone. She's like, this is someone that actually auditioned for the show, didn't make it, but now she's played almost every role in the show <laughs> for me. Like, and learned it in four hours. And I'm like, yeah, see, see? So I did anyway. That's why you, you know, you never, like – if you don't get cast in something, you're never like, oh, you know, and you bum out. Because you never know. You never know. It, you know, and you could have been And after that, either... I got cast right away in the next thing. Because, you See, know what, they knew I'd do my shit. They knew I'd work hard and that they, I was actually talented and could do it. And that's, and you know, and that's why, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a plan. You may not be aware what that plan there's is. There's a plan, So Stan. you can't always, you know, beat up on yourself if you don't get cast in something. Exactly. Because exactly. it may come around where you get to shine. Get to shine. And you and did. people can see, yeah, because they're awesome. like, wow, I could see her as Jan. Oh, wow, she can play Mrs. Lynch. Okay, and she can just do these two different chorus girl parts. Yeah. And learn all these, because like, every single one of them had a different dance. Right. I had to learn all of that. I had to learn their songs. I learned, you know, so it was like, okay. Fan, schmastic. And I didn't even rehearse. I learned it all through videos and stuff, except oh, for really? the four hours that I had with Renee. So that was oh, kind of wow. cool. You know, That's awesome. Yeah, I went in like an hour before the call time to learn Mrs. Lynch's role. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, shit. But thankfully, That's I had when... been in that show long enough to kind of have a guesstimation sure. of what she did. Yeah, and when but you're still, young, your mind is very flexible. Yeah, I couldn't can... even do it right now because now <laughs> I can't even remember why I went into the next room. Like, I literally stand in corners. I saw a meme, and I think it's my life. It's like literally three-quarters of my life is standing in a corner wondering why the hell I came over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens all the time. I will go 
like I'll be thinking about something. I go, oh, I need to, I need to look that up. Yes. And so I'll go on, on, I'll go to Google to look something out, but I'll get sidetracked by something else, and then I'll go, what the hell was I actually going to look up? I was going to look up something. Yep. And yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's terrible. So destructive. Funny. Oh so. my lord! All right, so. What you got this this week? Well, it's funny because I had someone bring it up. And then I was going to bring it up, and they're just like, no, don't. And then they're like, okay, do it. So I'm going to do this anonymously, obviously, right? And I said, what does it matter? We're going to – everything that we say is anonymous. It's anonymous. Nobody knows what you're talking about. So someone had brought up, like, what do you do um, when, you know, you've separated from somebody that you've been with for a long time, and you have kids with that person, mm-hmm. and – you are dating again or you want to tell them that you're dating or even introduce them and you're, you know, but you had a situation. So this person who's talking to me had had been with somebody for many, many years. They had three children. They have three children, Uh, three, two adults and a child, I should say two adults and a teenager. Like, you know, um, they're 21. They're, you know, whatever. And, and younger. So, um, but two of them are adults. Right. The The person said that a couple years prior to this most recent split, right? And they've mm-hmm. almost been split for, I think, uh, almost a year, right? It's been like nine months or ten months or something like that now. Okay. Um, uh, the last time they split, this person ended up dating somebody during the time that they were separated from that other uh that didn't go very well. This this person that they ended up dating was kind of a wackadoodle person. Mm-hmm. Found the kids on Facebook, sent messages about their parent, oh. right? Like all this other stuff. And, and it really caused a tension between this person and their children. And so this person in this split up, even though they know that, and, and it wasn't a final split up a couple years back, right? Okay. It was like, all right, they were still going to try to work on Whatever. So obviously there was some friction, um, but throughout the years, these this person has split up with that you know their significant other several times. I mean, this wasn't the first split up; it wasn't their last, right? Right. Now this final one, the most recent, is the final. Like like I'm done, you know. Right. And um, so this person has expressed interest in beginning to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk to their eldest child about it. Okay. And the eldest child responded not as positively as they were hoping. You know, the eldest child was saying, I think it's wrong. You were with this person, you know, my other parent for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're just leaving us with all this stuff to do at home. And, you know, we're making it work. And, you know, you should at least wait a year. And, um... Basically, you know, you should be thinking about only having, you know, taking care of yourself and, and blah, blah, blah. And this person is very upset because they were really hoping, like, that their child would be like, well, yeah, I mean, if it makes you happy. You know, kind of like that. Like, yeah, I'm all for it because obviously you weren't happy with, you know, blah, 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 or whatever. Well, I mean, and this know, person is very upset. That's a upset. conversation you have to have with exactly your child. So, you know, I guess this person was like, you know, how do you... How do I say it? How do you, you know? How do you have the talk with your child? How do you have the talk with your kid? Your adult child? Adult child to try and get them to 
um, except the fact that you have moved on from the significant other? And that's a good question. <laughs> what I think, you know, what I think probably should happen is, I, you know, because sometimes, I, you know, sometimes we want things for selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that, that this adult child wants, you know, doesn't want their dad to date for selfish reasons. Not, right. you know, so it, it, it's one of those things it's like, look, don't you remember what things were like when we were together? I mean, think about it. Think about it really hard. <laughs> How was it, really? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, if it were good, then we wouldn't be split up. Right. So it wasn't good, and that is why we split up. Right. So... And I wasn't happy, you know, your other parent isn't happy, so why, so, you know, that's why we're apart now. Right. Right. So that then we can go on and be happy. And be happy. And be happy. So right. I would think that you would want me to be happy. Right. Right. Yeah. It's I mean, I guess that's what, you know, that's the conversation. But I definitely think, like, you just got to be upfront. With everything, you know, yeah. and um, the problem is this person's already kind of started dating somebody. Okay. Or is dating somebody. Okay. And has, has gotten very close to that person. Okay. And was hoping that the kids would be, you know what I mean? And, you know, here's one thing that I have already commented to this person. I said, you know, the reality is when you have older children, it's not like when I had, when I got divorced, okay, let me just say this one thing. When I got divorced, uh, this was in 2013. I separated from my husband in May. By June of 2013, so not even two months, or not even a month and a half after we decided to split, my ex-husband was already in a relationship with the woman that he dated prior to us dating and getting married. So he went back to his ex-girlfriend. Now, at the time, that was extremely frustrating right because I was like holy shit the the we haven't even decided yet that we're really fully divorcing and you're already jumping in but even before he started dating her when I told him I didn't know if I wanted to be married anymore I, I needed some time he literally I think it took him three days and he was on match.com and was on a date like a week and a half later and some people are like that you know what I mean is it right I don't know but what's a year I mean, if, if you're not happy, Brett, why you know, prolong it? If my ex-husband so. would have waited a year, what would have been the difference? He would have dated her a year and then told her, like, what's the difference? He would have probably ended up getting married anyway. Mm -hmm. We literally separated in May of 2013. We were divorced in February of 2013, and he was remarried to his wife in wait June. Wait a second, wait a second. That can't or be 14, right. 2014. All I'm right. sorry. <laughs> and he was remarried by June of 2014. 14. Okay, so three months after our divorce, he was already remarried. Now, my kids were five and seven. No, that's not right. What? No. So March, April, May, in June, three months after we got divorced in February. So you got, so wait, you split up. Yes. When? In May of 2013. May of 2013. By June of 2014, he was remarried. By June of 2014. That's not three months. 
three months after I got divorced. Oh, three months after you got divorced. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So now that makes sense. if we're going on I'm this sorry, year thing, but it's kind of funny because a lot of people that year, that's like a, 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 a number I hear a lot of people, you should at least be single for a year. You should at least be single for six months. You should at least, like when people die or when people, everybody handles relationships differently. Mm-hmm. Should I say, I mean, my ex-husband is is remarried now. They've been married now for five years, right? My divorce anniversary is coming up. Their fifth year anniversary is coming up. And he works with her. Like, they're perfect together. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, people are like, are you not? No, because they're perfect together. What would have waited a year for him done? Right. He he knew he wanted to be with her. She knew he wanted to be with him. Fine. But my kids, like, there's a, there's a thing, like, I kind of, you know, when kids are smaller, they're more adaptable, it seems, than when kids are older. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Like, my kids, though, handled it well because I handled it well. Right. I think it was... Because you could have been like, oh, can you believe he did... And you could have yeah. been talking to your friends on the phone while we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Yes. About, about talking, you you would be talking to your friends on the phone. Yep. The kids are around. You know, your bad mouth and the other person, they can overhear it. You know, and it's like, come on. Yes. I mean, you do that shit. You know, if you want to vent and everything, you really do that shit. You got to be careful. Kids being um, and it's funny because when I hear, you know, when I heard this person talk about it, about what I could talk on the show, um, it really sounded like this adult child was speaking from the other parent. Yes. For the other parent, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, like I'm saying, my kids were okay because I was okay. This other person's not okay. But you know what? Even if you weren't okay, I mean, it's okay not to be okay with it. Yeah. It's not okay to, to, to influence your children. Right. About how you feel about your ex. Right. That's what's not okay. It's okay to feel however you feel. Yes. If you're not okay with it, that's fine. Whatever. It's the acting out. Yeah. That's not okay. Right. <laughs> that's what's not okay. That's what's not okay. Yeah. Blowing up a phone with a bunch of text messages saying how wrong it is. Yeah. That you're talking to this person about. Here's the thing. 100% you... No matter what, and I would tell everybody to be honest about this, is to be upfront and honest with your kids all the time. My kids were five and seven. I sat down and I had full-on conversations with them like they were adults. Hey, guys, your dad and I are done. I love him. He's your father. But we're not getting back together. Yeah. He found somebody else. We're going to have to live with this. You're not going to call her mom. You know, I mean, we got into this kind of stuff. She's not your mom. She's not taking over me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're, But I at least respect her. Like, I don't know how you're going to be. And it's the same kind of thing. What do you do? How do you get your kids not to be upset because of something that happened several years ago? This is not the same situation. This is a final thing between your, this thing and, you know. Because they have nothing to do with it. They so don't. There's, so there's no... They're, and you can't talk to them like they're – you can't vent to them like they're adults uh-huh. when they're children. Uh-huh. Now, if you, you kid your adult children, you but you don't have to – you don't have to be nasty, but you can be honest and upfront with them. And Absolutely. tell them the truth. Look, I wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. Right. You know, because that's was, another thing, and I mentioned something about that too. I said, look, 
because this person who uh, was talking was extremely young, young, and knew the other parent only for a couple months before that parent and then had a baby, you know, were right. pregnant. And, um, you know, I said, you should just be upfront with your adult child. Look, I was extremely young. We had, you know, we tried to make this work. And he, and, the, and this person said, I don't want to put that on them. I shouldn't put, you're not putting anything on them. You're not yeah, making you're not them feel like, it's just, at 20, like, I'm sorry, when I was 20, there was no way in hell I could have had a child. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And if my mother, like at the time, because, you know, my mom was very young when she met my father. He was 43. She was 20. Uh-huh. And it was like, if she would have come to me when I was 20 and been like, dude, I'm not happy. Because I don't think my mom was truly 100% happy. If she would have come to me at, at 20 and been to me and said, Ange, uh, I'm just not happy with your dad. I was 20 when I met him, you know? And then we had and kids. You change. You and then grow. I became an adult. And then I was like, oh my God, I don't even know this person. My parents knew each other for six months before they got married. And it was like, that's a legitimate conversation. At because 20, it's a con- it's a conversation you should be having with your your young adult children anyway. Yeah. Because it's like, look, you have to think about the consequences of your actions. So you really do want to get to know somebody before you jump into bed with them. Yes. You know, you and you want to use contraception. Yeah. You know, to make sure that if you do make the choice to go to bed with them, that nothing happens. Right. When you're not ready for it to happen. Exactly. But you, I mean, obviously. You don't want to make them feel like, well, you were a mistake. No, right. they're not mistakes. No, like they're, they're not totally, mistakes. But like, you know, you have to be like very upfront with them. Upfront, like, hey, there's somebody you might end up dating now. Let me ask you a question. If you started dating someone in five years from now, ten years from now, you realize you are absolutely miserable with this person, but you have a child. Let's say a two-year-old. Do you stay with that person? Do you think I would want you to stay with that person? And then what would happen if you left that person and two months later you bump into someone just not even planning it that you find is your perfect soulmate, right, who makes you happy? I mean, and you can ask them, do you think, and you could say from a parent parental perspective, do you think I would ever stop you or tell you you were being ridiculous, that you were with someone for 10 years? How could you do that to that person? Or to if, your child. Or to your child. When, you know, we've already talked about this, right? Children would rather come from a broken home than be in a broken home. Yep. Um, and, and if you can't, then, you know, it just, it's, I would say that, like, yeah, try to see from Because they're adults, because because they're young adults, then you can say, look, if you, if this happened to you, do you think I would ever try and stop you you from your happiness even if you had a child with this other person even if you spent 20 years 30 years there's people who've been together for 40 years and are getting divorced who have children who are done and they move on with somebody else and i would sit here and say you are not the only children who are experiencing parents who have divorced and i recognize and i acknowledge that you are hurt by it i acknowledge that your, you know, other parent is having a hard time accepting it. I'm sure it's very I'm rough sure it's for rough the other parent. For the other parent. I get I'm it. trying the best I can. However, 
I can't be responsible anymore for living a life that I is making me miserable. Right. And at one point, this other parent will also recognize, I'm sure, when that parent meets another person who makes them happy, that it, it was all, it's so, so much better. Right. But it's unfair to, you know, as a child, to hold your parents prisoner. My, um, and it, it's also unfair as a parent, though. Like, be a parent. Yeah. You're the parent. Put your foot down. Put your foot down, right? Yeah. Say something. Look, I can no longer care. Like, that. that's really great. I'm no longer in this. I can't do it. You know, relationships are not one-sided. Both people yeah. have to be in. It's like, true. My, um, my mother has a friend, and she was dating a guy, and his daughter didn't like this woman. His, his wife is dead. Mm. Is he supposed to be alone for the rest of his life? <laughs> right. Because your mom died. Is he supposed to mourn the rest of his life? That's such an unfair thing to place upon because you love your mom. I get it. My father died. My mother's with somebody else. It's really hard. He'll never be my father. He'll never be my father. Right. But it's my mom's boyfriend, and he treats her really well, and he loves her. Just let it be that. Yeah. It would be very unselfish, but like, or very selfish of me, but like, you know, my mother's friend, her, his daughter basically broke him and this, her friend up. Mm. And she's in her 40s. Mm. It's unfair. Yeah. Your father's supposed to live unhappily yeah. and alone because you haven't gotten over. <laughs> right. The fact that your mother is no longer there and I mean, he could possibly date someone. And blackmail I, is what it, it is. It is emotional blackmail. Absolutely. And it's unfair. Yeah, it's not right. It's unfair because, you know, and it's weird. And what is a time limit? Like like I said, with my ex, I mean, a lot of people are like, man, that was fast. You know what? A lot of people jump into relationships fast. That's how That's they true. deal with, um, you know, and I used and to. And sometimes they work out. And you know, sometimes they work they, out. They like, jump right into a relationship, and sometimes it's fine. It's perfect, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes but it's not. Nobody has a right to say how long someone should be separate or how many. You don't ever know who you're gonna meet, who you're gonna bump into. It's true. To put a time limit on anything, I don't even know if I'm gonna live in a year. I don't right? know if next year I'm going li- to be alive. Right. So why should Cause... I wait a year to if I could be happy right now? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I used to put ridiculous time levels on – or, you know, time limits on stuff too. But, mm-hmm. you know, until I realized, you know what? Tomorrow's not promised. No. And if I'm unhappy today, I have to end something today. And if so happens something else is going to pop in front of my face in three days, right. okay, then what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, my ex-husband – Prime example, literally a month after we separated, got back with his ex. I, you know, I, I can't even, people are like, how can you, because I, I think I said on the hair too, she and I are now working, she's like working on my team with this wine, right? Right. We talk, I, I literally am emailing this woman every day right now. We're talking every day. It's just kind of funny, but they're perfect together. There's, I wouldn't have been perfect for him. You right, know? and think about think about if you had been just really nasty, um, you know, caused a lot of animosity because he's with somebody else. Yeah, 
And the and kids wouldn't have been which, okay with her, and now they are. You know, they don't exactly. care. They've always been very open. And, and then they're, so then your kids would have felt really bad about going over there, right. you know, and spending time with, with their with dad her and, and yeah, their and dad her. and everything instead of just it just being, it is what it is. It is what it is. And you know what's funny is that my kids, they like thank me for their divorce because they have family members now that they would have never had. They have cousins who are their age. They don't have to listen to their dad and I fight. They don't have to be, you know, they're not part of any stress. It's just peace, you know, and it's the same kind of thing. But, I mean, if I wasn't up front with those kids, and I, that's what you have to be. You have to be honest. You, you have, have to be, to be honest, honest, but leave your emotion out of it. So you're just telling them matter-of-factly yes. what is going on. You can't, because if you had, if you had said all of that, but if you had said, yeah, well, your dad and I aren't together, and my, you know, and with an attitude, so that they, you know. No, you That's have to leave your emotion out of it. Yes, and you have to leave past mistakes out of it too. How long are you going to hold on to a mistake? Right. How long are you going to hold on? Are you going to hold on to this mistake? Like you can't ever, like we all make mistakes. We talked about it. Yeah. How long are you going to feel guilty about what was done three years ago? Right. How long are you going to let this eat you up alive? Really, I mean, it's got to be miserable. It's got to be a miserable existence to constantly be this angry, and <laughs> and and to constantly be, you know, saying, you know, sending angry texts all the time about, oh, you did this and blah blah blah. I was like, let it go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to be freeing it, it once you let it so go. It takes so much energy. Oh shit, it does. Yeah. To to do that, and it's such negative energy, and to hold on and to be the recipient she, of that and to feel. So like um, guilty for stuff. It's like, when are you gonna let that guilt go? We all make mistakes, and it's exhausting. And you were separated. Just mm -hmm. let, it go. let it go. Stop allowing other people to have such a hold over your emotion. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing will ever be resolved, and you'll never be able to talk about anything with your kids. Because right. your kids are learning to hold on to every piece of anger <laughs> that ever was. Yep, yep. And you're constantly going to be walking on eggshells because you've never fully resolved it. Because you probably just let, like, shoved it under the rug mm -hmm. and just went on to just pretending. When that you can't do that. Right. You've got to resolve it. Look, you I made have this a conversation. mistake. Isn't that what we always talk about, it, about communication? Communication is the key. It is the key, key to everything. Yes. It really is the key to everything. Yes. Communication. So you, you just, you have to just, just, just tell them. Yeah. Say, look, you know, and, and it's not putting anything on them. They're adults. Right. They're adults. Yes. It's not like they're little children. No. You're not having this conversation about what really went on with little children. You're having a conversation about what really went on with adults. Right. So. And I even had the conversation, though, with my kids. My kids were five and seven. I sat down and I was like, look, Danny and I aren't getting along anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we were talking right. to them like they were adults. Well, Mom, he's got, you know, and I mean... You know, they'd ask questions, and I just answered it. You know, it's hiding your relationship with, I mean, it has already begun another lie. Right. Now you're going to feel guilty about that because right. how then are you going to explain the relationship eventually 
how are you so close to the person you're with then? Yeah. If this person is someone you're dating, then how do you explain how you're so close to this person already? Right. Now, what if that comes out? Eventually, that will come out. Eventually. Eventually. So, so it's so never it's, a good idea to lie. It's never a good idea to hold it in. Like, it just should have been said, like, I bumped into somebody. I wasn't even trying. It just happened. Yeah. And that's how it is. And, and I know that that's the one or whatever, you know, whatever you're thinking. Right. There's nothing. It's going to come out like it's start, it, like it's already started. The lack of communication because of the fear of people's feelings. You try to protect, which is kind of goes with like those helicopter parents and stuff like that. Like we were talking about last, last week. week. Yeah. You're trying to protect. You're, there's nothing to protect. If you're just open and honest and you just yeah. say something and you're honest about your feelings then usually people are receptive. If you can say it in the right way. Yeah. And even if they're not, they're adults. So it's just get over it. Right. And if they're well, adults and are mad at you for a little while, then maybe you're going to have to let them be mad at you for a little bit. Exactly. And eventually they'll recognize or not. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. it, it all depends on and it'll the suck. response. And it's going to suck. But isn't it better to live in your honest truth than to hold on to this and walk on eggshells and have this double life and have to keep someone else like, you know, according it to this person, I mean, according to this person anonymously, right? The person we're talking about anonymously, they really love the person that they've met recently mm -hmm. and they want to have a life with that person. Yeah. But I mean, you can't live this double life with this person. And how yeah. long, how long is that person going to really want to be, a secret like it wouldn't it just be better to be said and done because like what are you gonna do are you going to then you if your kids don't like this are you gonna break up with the person and then go back just because your kids are like well it's not fair that you're not with or this are you person. gonna lead a double life like, for the rest of your life i mean are you gonna because I, I would think that that's more that would stressful. be crazy oh that's gotta be terribly <laughs> stressful that's more stressful than you know you're gonna have to lie you're gonna have to shut the person up when you're no. doing something like, what are you telling your children you're doing when you're out with the person? Right, yeah. I mean, just anything. So you're lying, having so, to lie. Yeah. Or, like, what if what if eventually you want to live with that person? Or eventually uh. you want to have a life with them? I mean, eventually <laughs> it's going to be coming out. So it's yeah. just best to just get it just out get as it opposed out. to, like, um, a, a pussyfooting it. Not, and without saying pussyfoot, it's not, that's the wrong word. But, like, instead of, like, tiptoeing around things, like, I was thinking about dating. Well, no, just sit down. That's pussyfooting around. This is what I got to do, you know? Yeah. Because um, you're you're an adult and so are the kids. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That sounds like a good, good, <laughs> sounds like a good. Am I rambling? A little, but. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, Angela, you have a, a workshop coming up very shortly. Uh, next like, weekend. Like, next weekend. Yes. Right? March 3rd. March 3rd. Yep. Um, that is, and, and you got to, if you want to take it, you got to get in as space is limited. I'm not sure how much space is left. You better um, hurry. But you better hurry. If you're looking for it, go on Eventbrite. Look for Finding the Magic in Your Mess workshop. It's at the Mind Body Healing Center in Chicago. Um, or you can just reach me if you're interested uh, at a new chapter with Angela at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to be part of my weekly newsletter that I've got going on, please just uh, send me a little email with your email or just with your email interest uh, in the newsletter. And that's a weekly newsletter that I'm sending out now with just some tips of living a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Awesome. Uh, and that's, that's that. 
Or you can write to us about bad life choices or give us some feedback at ickylousyjunkie at gmail.com. That's right. You can like us on Facebook, rate and review us in iTunes, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, tell your friends so that they can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook and everything. And write to us at ickylousyjunkie at gmail.com. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Angela. Thank you, Jamie. This has been the Icky Lousy Junkie Live Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. Have a great life. Have a great life.